Uh, we wanted to mention that tomorrow is the two-year anniversary of the Christchurch mosque attacks. Uh, once again, the white supremacists killed 51 people, but it's just not the not just the people that died. It's also the people who were injured. More than 40 others were injured, and then the scars uh, on so many others in that community, particularly our Muslim communities. So, are we more tolerant two years on? Is white supremacy a growing problem in New Zealand? Are white supremacists emboldened? Questions we want to put to Paul Buchanan, who joins us now. He's an international relations and security expert. Thank you so much for your time. Good afternoon. Oh, good afternoon. G'day, Paul. Uh, a lot of people console themselves with the notion that the gunman himself was an import. But what problem do we have here with white supremacy? Well, we have, we have a serious problem that went unacknowledged uh, for all too long before March 15th. He, he found comfort with like-minded souls. Uh, in New Zealand. Uh, you know, it wasn't as if he came completely out of the blue. Uh, he had been communicating with people in New Zealand before he emigrated over here. And uh, although the Royal Commission of Inquiry did not identify the circles in which he traveled, uh, there is enough evidence uh, in their report to suggest that people were aware of his proclivities. And he may have been uh, on the radar scope of the police, although they deny that. Uh, but nevertheless, he was he was not the loner that he's been made out to be. The good news, I think, because we're talking about have we changed, you know, has something happened in New Zealand since March 15th? I said, well, other than the realization that terrorism can and did strike here and that the motivation for terrorism is not always necessarily a foreign extremist ideology, but can be rooted at home. I think we've come to the conclusion that uh, we do have to deal with the fact that white supremacism is as dangerous, if not more, than jihadism and other extremist ideologies in the New Zealand context. How serious do you think police now and our security agencies now take white supremacy then? Well, they, they began to monitor 2,000 people immediately after March 15th, which suggests to me that they were aware that there were, there were you know, right-wing extremists uh, in our midst. I mean, they immediately went out and started canvassing these, you know, again, uh, 2,000 people. I think that uh, what's important to keep in mind is the police promised us uh, that in the wake of March 15th, they would look much more closely and they would monitor social media because it turns out a lot of right-wing extremist organizations and individuals organize over the Internet. And it's a global phenomenon. See, it's not just a domestic law enforcement problem. It is a international security problem. And they were late to the game, so they promised us that they would monitor social media Last December, they announced with great fanfare that they had a dedicated unit, a police unit, to monitor social media using artificial intelligence, and that's where you get into using algorithms to intercept code words and that mm. sort of thing. And then we find out 10 days ago that there was a New Zealand individual ranting and raving on a well-known extremist bulletin board and the police were completely unaware. The intelligence agencies were completely unaware. It took a member of the public really? to, tip, to tip off the cops 
But this and this guy is is in Christchurch. Well, now he's in jail, but uh, he was in Christchurch, and he was openly saying he was going to commemorate March fifteenth by placing car bombs at the two mosques. Gosh, the cops were completely unaware. So my question is: You were given a lot of resources after March fifteenth, and yet this this fellow was out in the open. I mean, it wasn't like he was, you know, being secretive and encrypted. He was on these public bulletin boards. So one has to wonder if the yeah. police are, are taking the issue of white supremacism as seriously as they should be. And everything I've seen from the minister, Andrew Little, is basically finger pointing in other directions. Yeah. And once again, saying uh, we don't have enough resources to monitor the entire Internet yeah. Quite frankly, they got plenty of resources and technological means to do so. Yeah. So, so the will doesn't appear to be there. So what what is the cure for this this problem? Extremism all over the world, uh, white supremacy here, perhaps um, it being the predominant predominant form. Uh, what is the cure for it? Well, I think that you have to expose uh, as much as possible the not only the perpetrators. See, if you think about it, you have perpetrators, accomplices, and enablers. And enablers are the people who, you know, see someone ranting and raving and talking, you know, violently about others for whatever reason. And they don't say anything. You know, they don't say anything to the individual. They don't say anything to the authorities. You know, they don't want to snitch. They just stay silent in the face of what is obviously someone coming unhinged. And then there are accomplices who share the belief system with violence-minded people but are not violent themselves. And then finally you've got the potential perpetrators you know, we need to have a national discussion. And, and, I, and I think, Paul, sorry to cut you off because we're, we're sure. running out of time with the America's Cup, sure, but sure. I, I think a lot of these people have been emboldened by the Trump presidency. Thank goodness it's over. Um, Paul Buchanan, thank you for your time, international relations and security expert.